0: Welcome to Rex Factor! This week, the playoff results! With your
2: hosts, Graham Duke and Ali Hook. Hello hello, and welcome to Rex Factor where we have reviewed all the kings and queens of Scots from Kenneth McAlpin to James the Sixth.
0: and not only that we've reviewed them and pitched them in battle against each other.
2: We have we've done the playoffs 13 Rex Factor winners uh, across the series. Obviously, that's an awkward number, so we turned it into 12. Robert the Bruce, the top seed, got a bye straight through to the final. And then we had three groups of four Mm. monarchs. Mm. Now, you are listening to the podcast of uh, Rex Factor. We have live-streamed the results as well. So um, it's all getting a little bit meta here because we're recording this after the results.
0: But we're top and tailing the results,
2: aren't Yeah, we? but before the results in this podcast. So <laughs> what we're going to do now is we're going to hand over to our past selves and do the Rex Factor first round results. And then <laughs> we'll come back in. And in fact, well, we're just going to continue recording. This is gold as well. <laughs> I'll probably okay. just, in fact, do that without the explanation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, Ali in the past.
2: <laughs> Anyway, uh, we are here very excitingly for the results for the first round of Scottish Rex Factor Playoffs. Uh, we did three podcast episodes um, a month or so ago. Ali and I both voted. We've got our envelopes I, all yes. ready to go. Um, anyway, so Ali and I, at the end of each episode, voted, and we went. Uh, we ordered our choices, one to four, who we wanted to go through in each group, and then we put it out to you, the rest of the world, to vote as well, so we're going to combine my scores, Ali's scores, and your scores to decide which monarchs will be going through to the next round, indeed the grand final of Rex Factor.
0: I don't know what I'm more excited about, doing this live, (laughs) or the results? I'm like quivering I mean, the
2: great thing for you, of course, is that you can never really remember how you actually voted in the first place.
0: No, no, no. I mean, you know, excitement excitement levels are skyrocketing here.
2: Anyway, as a reminder of how everything worked, we had 13 monarchs in the Scottish Rex Factor series that won the Rex Factor. Um, Bit of an awkward number. What we did was give the top seed, Robert the Bruce, a bye straight into the final. Good system. And then we had three groups, uh, each of four monarchs, which was nice and even. Mm. So as a reminder, first up... In group A Look we had Constantine the II, Second, Malcolm III, Alexander the Third and James II. In Group B, Kenneth II, Malcolm II, David the First and James the Fourth, and then finally Group C Kenneth McAlpin, Alexander the Second, Mary Queen of Scots, and James the Sixth.
0: Quick comment update. Yep. It's been
2: three minutes, and we've already got Edgar the Peaceful deserved the Rex Factor. <laughs> <laughs> so. so, as we said, I voted, Ali has voted, you, the general public, have voted, but how will it all actually work out? What will happen is that um, for each monarch, um, the one who comes first will get four points, the one who comes second will get three points, and so on for me, for Ali, for you, the rest of the world. Oh, that's clever. We'll then total up the scores. Mm. Um, in the event of a tie, we will go with the rest of the world's vote. So if they all come up with equal points, yeah. it's the public vote that will actually decide it in the end. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, pressure.
2: So you guys have got the power. Mm. But let's find out whether we actually need to use that power. I think it's time for us to do some result finding out-ness. Ness, thank you. So Ali is going to go first. So, Ali, can you please reveal who you voted oh, for? Let's right. go some... Th- yeah, yeah, just yeah. just for your okay. information. <laughs> yeah. Let okay. us know.
0: Fourth place, Malcolm the Third.
2: Malcolm the Third, the second seed overall. Last he? for you? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: why didn't I like him? Are we going to do this later? We'll <laughs> yeah, do this okay, later.
2: <laughs> James the
0: Second in third, mm-hmm. and in second place. Ooh. Alexander the third Meaning Constantine the second Gets my top
2: spot uh, So currently Constantine the second On top there Malcolm the third On the bottom but of course it could all Change depending on how I Have voted in fourth place James the second Okay He's not doing well in third Place Malcolm the ah. third So I'm not too dissimilar yeah, from you yeah and then it's either Constantine or Alexander the yeah. Third. Yeah, yeah. I went second place, Alexander the Third. Agreed Brilliant. with you. Okay. Constantine the second for me also comes out on top. So James and Malcolm struggling here. It is gonna be a little bit difficult for those guys to get back into the running. Can they do it? Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil the tension, obviously, but uh, oh, there is a way.
0: <laughs> there is a way. James could do it, isn't it?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so currently, we've got Constantine the Second on eight points, Alexander the Third on six points, and then James the Second and Malcolm the Third are tied on three points. Okay. So it's now going to come down to how people have voted. Oh, in the rest of the world, your votes now. Ali is going to open up uh, the envelope. Actually, you could do, yes. I have had to fill this in, so I do know. But Ali will now let us know. How has the rest of the world voted?
0: Listen up, world. In fourth place, you put James II with 9.78% of the vote. Mm -hmm. Third place... Malcolm the third with sixteen point nine seven per cent of the vote.
2: Agreeing with me. Okay, oh yeah. <laughs> so now <laughs> So now
0: on now we just have to see who's second, which will give us our first, which is Whoa. Alexander the Third with twenty eight point six percent of the vote, leaving Constantine the second winner of group A with forty four point six five percent of the vote. That- so it's pretty there's quite a lot of um similarity going on here then.
2: It's a big win for Constantine the Second. Constantine the therefore, is into the Rex Factor Grand Final. Just confirm that there. He got a maximum twelve points. Oh, first yeah. with everybody, Alexander the nine points. Malcolm the just pipped James the into third place. So, congratulations, Constantine the Second, Grand finalist. Boom! Well done, that man. Well done indeed. Constantine the Second is through to the Grand Final. So. That takes us on, of course, to Group B. Now, Ali, do mm. you have uh, any memories of how you might have voted this in this one?
0: So uh No. <laughs> you could mm.
2: Okay, so Ali is now uh going to reveal who he voted for in group B and he's already made a sound which suggests <laughs>
0: well, the his trouble instincts, is, perhaps. <laughs> I know I the trouble is I want to announce these properly, but I've given one of them a nickname. Okay. And I can't remember which number of his name he is.
2: Okay. I mean there's only one of each name in the group. So oh we've got them there. I'll okay, translate for you if you're not right, sure. Okay,
0: fine. So in
2: fourth place.
0: Kenneth the second.
2: Kenneth the second. In fourth place, the one killed by the statue, of course. Oh yeah. One yeah. of the great deaths.
0: Uh third place, David the First.
2: Oh, David the First only in third. Look at that. The Davidian Revolution. Mm-hmm. All that land from Northern England.
0: Boring. <laughs> second place. I've written Malco the Murderer.
2: Malcolm the second, the serial killer.
0: Mm.
2: He gets your three, so that means in first place.
0: Oh yeah, James the Sixth.
2: Or indeed. First. Or indeed. <laughs> fourth. James the Fourth. I've written
0: James the Sixth, look.
2: You have. I'm afraid he isn't in this group. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I really hope that wasn't who I was thinking of when I did it.
0: Oh dear, oh, oh dear, dear. Oh dear.
2: Anyways, currently James the Fourth is uh, in first place. Whoops. That's Ally's votes. It'll now come down to me to reveal how I have voted once Ally has opened oh, yeah. up my envelope. So my votes in fourth place. Kenneth the second, good agreed with Ali in third place, Malcolm the oh, second,
0: okay, this could be interesting bit of
2: divergence in second place, I went with David the first,
0: oh, right,
2: so I did agree with you that okay. my top scoring monarch is james the fourth
0: so we might have some pretty clear winners in each group depends how group c goes
2: we could indeed now i'm just going to work this one out three five two so currently group b after ali and i have voted looks like this james the fourth out on top with eight points then we've got malcolm the second and david the first tied on five points And uh, poor old Kenneth II looking a little bit lonely at the bottom with just two points. So it's going to take quite a lot for James IV not to win Group B, but we don't yet know how you voted, although I do know how you voted. (laughs) Ali, why don't you let us know how Group B has gone?
0: Okay, well, straight away... Bad news, Kenneth kind of
2: fans. Oh dear. He's right at the
0: bottom. 3.45% of the vote, and it's very low. That. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> do you so want to just do that again? <laughs> do that again. So straight away, Kenneth II second. He's uh, not second. No nope. Fourth. With a very miserable 3.45% of the vote. No coming back from that. Sorry, Kent. Third place. Malcolm the Second,
2: seventeen
0: point seven six percent of the vote. Not too bad. Not, not too bad. bad but shame. Uh, <laughs> second place, David the First, thirty-one point five eight percent, leaving James the Fourth <laughs> with
2: forty-seven percent of the vote. That is a bit of a whopping victory Another for clear James. Victory. For very clear victory. Uh, so, just to confirm, it looks like this. James the Fourth, like Constantine the Second, the maximum score there of twelve. Dave the First comes second with eight points, one ahead of Malcolm the second on seven. And uh, yes, poor old Kenneth the second only managed three points. But that means James the Fourth has won Group B. Huzzah. And he is into the grand final of Rex Factor.
0: Who's up now? Oh, I me again. Stuff. Me again. So yep.
2: now we are on to Group C, and uh, I can reveal that this was the tightest vote with the public. It's the one that I was least sure of uh, how you would vote. And apologies that I've not uh, done your envelope, but I'm talking, so that will work absolutely fine. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> fine. So, Ali, Group C, how have you voted? I don't know. <laughs>
0: I've given all of these guys nicknames, <laughs> so I'll see if you can translate them. Okay. Fourth place, Ken McBoring. I think that will be Kenneth McAlpin. Okay.
2: Poor old K-Dog. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Third place, James McSaucy. That'll be James the Sixth, who, right. uh, in your mind, won Group B, even oh, though yeah. he wasn't <laughs> in doing it.
0: really well. <laughs> uh, so he has loads of points.
2: So it's between Alexander II and Mary Queen of Scots.
0: Second place, Alex McMurderface, leading MQRS in the
2: first. So Alexander II in second place and Mary Queen of Scots, technically the bottom seed of all the Rex Factor Mm. winners, Mm. gets the maximum points from Ali. Yeah, I wasn't sure how you were going to vote in this one because I sort of felt like you'd probably got a bit of a head versus heart kind of thing with going which on one? with this particular one alex and mary
0: oh yeah absolutely
2: because i think when we were doing it you were saying that was the one where you're like oh well, the scores have come out but not how i wanted them yeah
0: but wh- wh- Who was which one was alex
2: he was the one that uh killed the babies killed the baby the one that you bashed like out that. against the well he like he was top scoring he got all of mainland scotland together he had lots of nasty scandal quite brutal but a pretty effective reign.
0: I'm surprised I put uh, James McSaucy below him. I quite like James, I think.
2: Well, it's always a surprise, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Mary, at
2: least we got Mary there. Yeah. Okay, so if you open up okay. my one for me. So, Ali's scores look like this, as you said. Mary of Scott's on top with four points. Alexander II in second place with three. James the Sixth in third place with two points. And then Kenneth McAlpin in fourth with one. So, so far, Ali and I have uh, disagreed on third and fourth, but oh. first and second, we have been... Oh, yeah. no, we disagreed on one of them. We've agreed on first every time thus far. Yeah. But will we again this time? Well, in fourth place, I have put Kenneth McAlpin. Natural. I've agreed with Ali on that one. Good fun, but yeah. did any of it actually happen? Mm. In third place, I've also put James the Sixth. Oh, okay. He's so, going up to fourth, but shame. will it be Mary? Will it be Alexander? That
0: is a toughie, isn't it? I I
2: right. Can I say how I I think you're gonna go? You can. Uh Alexander, I think there'd be the one where we don't agree on first. Well, I can reveal Ali is correct. Yes! I put Alexander the Second in first place and Mary Queen of Scots in second place. So then
0: so this really matters to the rest of the world unless they suddenly think Unless <laughs> they're so going for that, so that yeah.
2: does mean, as we shall see in a moment, the scores for Group C currently look like this: Mary Queen of Scots and Alexander II are tied. Oh my word! With seven points each. This this was the most difficult group, and it's come down to the final vote. It really has. James VI is third with four points. Kenneth McCalpin is last with two points. So it is all going to come down to the vote. Of the general public now I'm gonna do this one because I've seen them because I did the envelope Ali hasn't seen it and it was rather close the results of the general public the rest of the world for group C which will determine who goes through to the grand final of Rex Factor right in fourth place with 14.81% of the votes Kenneth McAlpin
0: that's a lot though i thought for ken
2: he did well that's the best fourth place a lot of people really did uh, did buy into him i mm. think the fishy angel all that sort of stuff
0: it's quality rex factor fair that is it
2: it is mm. in third place with 18.27% of the votes it's james the 6th
0: okay oh my goodness gracious right
2: so like with me and ali it's a choice between alexander the 2nd and mary queen of scots
0: oh goodness me
2: now, the previous two groups have been pretty comprehensive in terms of the uh, general public's voting. This one, that there were only 10 votes in it. Say what? 10 votes between first and second. Alexandra and Mary got got that close. It was an interesting one when I was watching it coming through because Mary, the first couple of weeks, just shot out. She was like 60% of the vote way, way out in head, ahead. But then gradually, bit by bit, Alexander II clawed back, clawing it back. But did he do enough to get ahead of Mary, or did she cling on? I can reveal that the winner of Group C, with 34.42% of the vote, is... Mary Queen of Scots. No way. She did it. The public agreed with Ali on this one. Mary Queen of Scots gets first place. Ah. Well,
0: Whoa. goodness. I feel exhausted.
2: It was tight. Mm. That so one was tight. So we'll just see the scores in a moment. Right. Two, four, six, six three.
0: three. Okay, so so let's just do some spreadsheeting,
2: and the scores in Group C look like this. In the end, Mary Queen of Scots in first place with 11 points, just ahead of Alexander the Second with 10 points, James the Sixth in third with six, and Kenneth MacAlpin in fourth with three points.
0: <sighs> so okay, that well that's with within 10
2: people's decision there. Exactly. <sighs>
0: If you oh, well, okay.
2: So the winner of Group C is Mary, Queen of Scots. Fabulous. She is into the grand final. Very, very <laughs> close. Public vote made all the difference. So
0: who's, who's the final then?
2: So our grand final looks like this. We have got Constantine the Second. Yeah. James the Fourth. Yeah. Mary, Queen of Scots, and let's not forget the top seed um. who wasn't in the playoffs, Robert the Bruce.
0: Okay, what do they look score-wise?
2: Well, Robert the Bruce is the top seed. He got the biggest score of all. Uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, got the bottom score. So on point terms, she is mm. the lowest ranked, but she was obviously the lowest ranked in Group C, and she came through.
0: And points don't matter anymore.
2: Points don't we're matter.
0: Just Rex Factor of Rex Factor here. Uh,
2: James IV is also high up. Constantine II, I think, is a low one. So yeah, so Constantine and Mary, I think, were in the bottom tier of scores. James IV... Robert the Bruce are in the top tier. So, there we have it. The grand final. Constantine II, James IV, Mary Queen of Scots, and Robert the Bruce.
0: Yes. Can anyone challenge Robert? Possibly. There's three people who can attempt it, because figures don't matter now. Mm. It's all about who has the Rex Factor the most amongst those Rex Factor winners.
2: And... uh, yeah, without actually getting into the grand final when they all have their own episodes. I think, like you said, they're all a little bit different as well. Constantine mm. II's very early one, the sort of founding the nation, all sort of very yeah. good subjectivity. James IV with more flamboyant Renaissance stuff going on. Mary mm-hmm. Queen of Scots has got her own incredible dramatic mm. story. And Robert the Bruce.
0: Well, come on. Robert the Bruce, my word.
2: battleliness.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at his card, for goodness sake.
2: It's an amazing card. Anyway, that will be the grand final, which will be an awful lot of fun. But before we get to that, I thought we might have a little analysis of the uh, Mm -hmm. voting figures from the general public and also some of the comments that uh, people have left as part of the survey. So, stat attack. Uh, Group A... Group A, Constantine II was quite a runaway winner, really, with 44.65% of the vote. The tricky thing is we don't know whether that's because he's incredibly popular or just that nobody really rated the other monarchs in the group.
0: And, yeah, that's true. Did they all score similarly poorly?
2: Well, Alexander III did, okay. uh, Second place, 28.6%. Malcolm III was in third with 1697 James James II in last,
0: 9.78%. 10% of people liking the bottom ones. Yeah, that's not too
2: bad. Group B was a little bit more stark because in last place, Kenneth II, poor old chap, only 3.45% of the vote. Yeah. So he got the lowest total and the lowest percentage.
0: Did he get, I mean, don't give too much away here, but did he get less than his uh, Kenneth the McAlpin?
2: He got less than everybody. Oh really? He got the lowest share of, of the vote. votes in all the groups. Right. Poor old K Mac, not K Mac, Kenneth the Second, Malcolm the Second and Third got seventeen point seven six percent, which is a little bit better than his namesake, who got came third in. Oh yeah. First one, David the First, thirty-one point five eight percent.
0: Is that the highest scoring loser?
2: It's not. Oh. Uh, and then James the Fourth, forty-seven point two percent. That is the most. Of any of them in oh. terms of the share of the vote.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. So that so he's a real challenger then. Do you tanks? think he's
2: a real challenger? Particularly because David the First, I think, was quite a strong contender. Although you only put him in third because of obviously the uh, lack of bedroom antics.
0: Oh, is that it? <laughs> Am I that shallow? Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, that's the tea. <laughs> oh, burning the, the leg. Tea. It's still seeping through. <laughs>
2: it's a bit too high up. Uh, And then finally, Group C was the tightest one of all.
0: Can I just explain what happened there?
2: You can. (laughs) Graham just spilled his tea onto his lap. It wasn't a little (laughs) song we started singing. (laughs) Uh, Kenneth McAlpin came last, but he got 14.81% of the vote, so that's the best fourth place. Did I uh,
0: like Kenneth McAlpin more or less than Kenneth II?
2: Well, Kenneth II had the fantastic death.
0: I probably liked him more than. Mm. The
2: thing is, Kenneth McCallum. It was so long ago yeah. that we did him. Yeah. You've probably forgotten him. Yeah. Uh, in third place, James the Sixth, eighteen point two seven percent. Again, that's the best third place yep. percentage. Second, Alexander the Second, thirty-two point five percent, which is the best second place. Okay. Very close. As she said, just 10 votes less yeah. than Mary. <clears throat> that was extremely close. And it was really exciting because, like I said, Mary was like way off and 60%. Yeah. And I thought, well, this isn't even going to be close. But then, gradually, he was just eking his way. It was like 30, 25, 20. It got down to five. At one point, it was going into the final day. He was only five behind. Whoa. And he was beating it every single day. It was getting closer.
0: Wow, and then she had a little flurry at the end as well. Yeah, it's
2: on those, I almost wonder whether, like, if we'd said that the deadline was the next day, but actually yeah. closed it that day, maybe he would have overtaken her. Yeah. But obviously there are a few people that were like, Ooh, better get in.
0: Funny one, isn't it? I thought, actually, that people, there'd be a bit of a Mary backlash, which we saw in the comments. Um, she's, yeah, absolute marmite.
2: But then that's maybe why. Lots of people loved her and voted for her very quickly, but mm. then...
0: Then the... The the It all balanced out.
2: Perhaps the difficult thing for Alexander II is either that he wasn't popular enough or Kenneth McAlpin and James VI were too popular. Yeah, interesting. Because in a way, Mary got 34.42% of the vote. Yeah. And won it. And you think, well, actually, that meant, you know, 60-odd percent...
0: Yeah, it's shared. ...someone else. Yeah. The
2: thing was, they didn't all vote for Alexander II.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I mean... <clears throat> it is an interesting one that we've got you've got Mary there who's such a marmite character mm. robert who's the bye because he's such a high scorer you could have easily imagined uh, alexander being in there
2: mm.
0: you could <clears throat> quite happily have sat between them all and not sort of taken the same spot as anyone else if you know what i mean in yeah. personality or anything
2: now this might help uh, remind you about who people are Some of the comments from people about why they voted for people mm. So in group A Votes for James II mm. And comments indeed Stabby stabby Yeah. Murdered a noble he was trying to make peace with And then went out with a bang What more can I ask for in <laughs> a Rex Factor winner Some Rick Bjorstom <laughs> Killed by a cannon need any more be said From Ben mm. Because he was blown up by his own cannon Yes, I just love the idea that he was killed by an exploding cannon. <laughs> okay,
1: That's none of this there. arrow in
2: the eye for him. People basically, have, James II's fans are definitely fans of the fact that he got blown up by his own cannon.
0: I mean, if they like the death though, surely they'd have gone for an um, old Kenneth thought, the Second, Kenneth the Second, yeah, yeah,
2: in a different group. Oh, <laughs> this one's quite interesting. If I'm honest, James the Second gets my vote in the hope of a great grand final subtitle. Already knowing that James is 4 and 6 will likely get my votes. I am pulling for a grand final that is all Jameses with the Bruce. If it were a punk band, it would be Bobby Bruce and the Jims. <laughs> if that grand final were a radio programme, it would be three Jims and the Bruce. <laughs> if it weren't for these possibilities, I would vote Alexander Third. but conscience be damned, Bobby Bruce and the Jims.
0: I love it. Absolutely <laughs> right. Who's that? Uh,
2: they didn't leave their name. Oh, shame. But it's an interesting one because I hadn't noticed before that we had a James in each group. Yeah, we did. Mm. Huh. Could have uh, been interesting, could Yeah, it? and the Malcolms were kept apart, and the Alexanders and the Kenners, they were all kept apart.
0: It was as if we'd planned
2: it. That, dee dee dee. that would have been a nightmare if you tried for your voting. I would have absolutely <laughs> mucked that right up. Uh, one person said, have you seen this man's hair? Tell me that's not a winning hairdo. Who? James II. Oh. Big and floppy.
0: Um, uh, actually, that's a good point. Imagine if there were more than one James in it. Yeah. There wasn't this more than one James in any group, and I still mixed up the Jameses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one person says, I have a crush on him, to be honest. I know he's not going to win, but I have to support my boo. Oh.
0: Hmm?
2: Oh. Uh, and another interesting one. He is the king of the start of the game, Europa Universalis 5. Is that like... Football manager. <laughs> yeah. an Age of Empires type thing. Oh. And Mary Beth said, I thought about voting for someone with a more storied, but perhaps less explosive reign. Boom. But then oh. I was reminded that James II's nickname was Fiery Face, and I thought, you can't really argue with that.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, f- we forgot it's about his that. birthmark. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Hmm. Comments from Malcolm III. Third. I feel this vote is irrational. If I were thinking, uh, I think if I were thinking it over objectively, I'd have gone for Alexander or Constantine, but I'm just irresistibly drawn to Mal. And really, isn't that the definition of the Rex Factor? Absolutely true. Mm, Got to vote for who yeah. your heart tells you to vote for. In a monarchy where only the strong survive, who can ignore a double regicide? Because he killed Macbeth and Lullock. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was it? Uh, who, who are we talking about now, Malcolm II? Third. Third. Who's made it through. Yeah. Good. No. He hasn't made it through, no, <laughs> which Malcolm made it through,
2: neither of them made it through. They're both out. who is in the final? <laughs> Constantine the Second, yeah, James the Fourth, Mary Queen of Scots, Robert the Bruce, James
0: the Fourth was the chap I thought was James the yes. Sixth, Constantine the <laughs> Second is the person who actually in the series they kept calling Malcolm,
2: <laughs> um possibly,
0: and then Robert the Bruce and Mary Queen of Scots. I'm clear yeah. on those two right.
2: <laughs> Uh, Malcolm Canmore wins hands down for me The effective founder of the dynasty that ended with Alexander and the Maid The first monarch to oversee the creation of a modern Scotland Able to stand up to the Normans on more or less Equal terms He was a w- more aware of political realities than most of his contemporaries And maintained Scottish standing at a very high level There's a reason he got the second seat Yeah That's from yeah. Alistair Macraw Good name Uh, I remember thinking during his main review episode that I really liked the guy. He seemed like a really canny strategist. I thought his careful tactics around the time of the Norman invasion was really wise. I think getting more involved would have been overplaying the Scottish hand. Mm. Because we criticised him for just doing a bit of raiding and then turning tail whenever the Normans came. But, you know, equally.
0: Yeah, knew we couldn't do more.
2: Yeah. Uh, I know you guys marked him down for battling us and not getting involved during the conquest, but I feel like he had his people's best interests at heart, and that was probably the most rational thing to do. Diplomacy should count for something.
0: Did we did we score him for something for that in subjectivity?
2: Yeah, he got sort of pretty sort of decent but not amazing scores, but then he had high longevity and high oh. dynasty <coughs> that really yeah. pulled him through. Um, and quite a few people commented, and this one speaks for it, this is fully a vote for his wife. Saint Margaret. Mm. A lot of people basically said they were voting for Malcolm because of his wife. Mm. Yeah. Uh, to tell- oh yes, it was an interesting one. I would say why I voted for Malcolm III, but I'm still getting over the shock of hearing Ali curse. Did I? I've never been so shocked by a dammit before. Well done.
0: Did, what, did that, what upset me so much? Oh, I can't <laughs> remember. but <Yeah. clears
2: throat> Outrageous behaviour.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> well, can I apologise straight away?
2: <laughs> won't happen again. And then uh, one person said, to be honest, I have no strong opinions on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that, Marston.
0: Person, marson person.
2: <laughs> Alexander III, um, because the name is a good one. Absolutely. That was from Alexandra.
0: Uh, well something you you can with? Yeah? Indeed indeed
2: uh, I had to go for Alexander III mainly because he stood up to Edward I And his death was quite hilarious Well as funny as any broken neck can be How did he die? He was the booty cool one Ah oh, right yeah lovely Standing up to the English and sex with nuns Ideal Scottish monarch in my book Yeah. Expanding to Scottish territories Outfoxing the Norse Besting Edward I diplomatically How could it not be Alexander III? I mean,
0: I don't like that his opponent is over the first, but these are excellent points. Sex with nuns and standing up... To, can we be clear that he didn't make it through?
2: He did not make it through. He came second in the group to yeah. Constantine Second.
0: So I liked him, and I liked his his next one, James the IV. Mm. Right, yeah.
2: Golden Age, Western Isles, habit for a habit. Yeah. A lot of people like your phrase on that one. <laughs> Um, one person says I think Alexander III could have been the best Scottish king of all time If it hadn't been for the premature booty call death If he had lived, had a son or two No Hammer of the Scots No Robert the Beuse, n- Bruce Beuse? No Robert the Bruce, no Stuarts Everything changes
0: Yeah, imagine <laughs> I love uh, a what if in history
2: Yeah, I ultimately like how he managed Edward I And nuns Yeah,
0: it's really strong when you hear people's comments
2: back <laughs> Uh has to be, Alex, as he disproves the old idea that young kings make bad rulers. He was brilliant and didn't rely on just his queen to be a good ruler, <coughs> Malcolm. Interesting king and a peaceful rule only to be ruined by a bad knight and a southern king, <coughs> Edward. A bad knight, as in? A bad knight, as in weather. dying on your way home. Right. But it was also mm. bad weather. Mm. He then says, sorry, Ali.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> said now.
2: Which was something of a catchphrase in the English playoff series, I think. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It definitely was... Um, I always like to back the underdog, but maybe um, uh, not everyone agrees.
2: Edward I, very much the very underdog much the of, unders- uh, <laughs> yeah. of the period. Those
0: pesky Scots.
2: And I think this person spoke for quite a few people in terms of motivation for voting for Alexander. Sex with nuns, obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, job done.
2: But it was Constantine the Second that was the winner in this group. Right. So, this is why you might have voted for them. This is what other people said for him. Did I vote for him? You did. Okay. He was your top one. Banish the Vikings. You get called the Great in England just for subduing them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that.
2: Yeah, they didn't say, sorry, Graham. <laughs> Constantine is in a league of all of his own, just because he was the only one who managed to retire and die of old age. Mm. Perhaps there's a little too much mud for Ali. Hmm. And we're a little dry on scandal, but a king who stood up to the Vikings and could live long enough to even go into retirement, it's got to be Constantine.
0: Yeah, I remember where I voted for him now, I was shocked when we did the... Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. It would have been too easy at this time for England to just absorb the territories that we call Scotland. Only a strong king and one who knew which battles to fight with a sword, Vikings, and which to fight with some sweet words, the English, could have kept them separate. And unlike some of the other options this round, he didn't inherit a good state from his predecessors.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. What a legend! Not only did he defeat the Vikings, but he took on Athelstan with mm. his Grand Alliance and lost, but still managed to survive and abdicate. Given that Season 2 of Rex Factor has had more death to main characters than all of Game of Thrones put together, this is some going. Mm.
0: Absolutely, just surviving in this series.
2: Plus, he retired to St Andrews, where I studied, so he has good taste too. <laughs> That's from Luca, who uh, I think oh, was commenting yeah. on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, uh, he created Scotland and left the country in a far better state than when coming to the throne. He is head and shoulders above the others, and only lacks the scandal scores due to being such an early king.
0: Mm-hmm. Early? Why does that make him?
2: Because there's not as much evidence, so oh, okay. we don't get all of those episodes.
0: I think there's a sweet spot for sex with nuns, isn't there? Before, um. The chivalry comes along. You don't yeah. find it later. No. Uh, and earlier on, there's not the record. Yeah. So maybe what is it about? Nine
2: hundred, ten hundred. Yeah. 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 Ten to eleven. There's maybe a problem for Constantine that, like Kenneth MacAlpin, because he's the legendary first Scottish king, mm. he gets those fun stories about him. And maybe if Constantine had those, like Alfred with the cakes. Yeah. You need that legend to go alongside the good stuff. If he mm. had a bit of folklore behind him, yeah, that yeah. could really elevate him. Brian Hessick says Very rarely is there an event as epic as the Battle of Brunenburg, A scene more befitting in a Tolkien saga Than in the ancient history of the Isles yeah. Even though Constantine lost this battle He helped lead an alliance of Dublin, Norse Icelandic, Welsh and Scots Something that had never been done in that time Or ever since This fight and any leader participating in such a fight alone Is worthy of facing off against the Bruce Good point point. And a final comment for Constantine The rest were lame <laughs> Right, yeah. (laughs) There weren't many votes for Kenneth II, of course, but he did get some people explaining why they did.
0: How could you possibly, with those other people in it?
2: This is a close group, but Kenneth II wins out for his efforts to establish primogeniture. Right. Which I think was something we did like about him the fact that he was the first one that said, look, this whole brother to brother thing is a bit of a nonsense. Let's have a new system. Yeah. It still took a few hundred years before it actually worked, and he didn't manage it, but nevertheless, it was his idea.
0: It need there needed to be <clears throat> that
2: whole system. Well, I
0: mean yes, was absolute nonsense. And it must take hundreds of years to die out because of all the rival claimants. Yeah. Or you get a Malcolm come along who just needs to absolutely slaughter everyone <laughs> to like press the reset button. It's mm-hmm. crackerjack.
2: He did the heavy lifting in founding a kingdom and died as an art lover. See? Having a go at that statue that ended up filling him through with lots of hours. <laughs> As excellent as Kenneth's death was, I just don't think we can give the rexiest of factors to a man that didn't quite manage to sort the succession out and even had to row a king who was not given the rex factor in the first series, <laughs> whether you agree with that particular decision or not. <laughs> it's from Ellie Simmons. I love
0: the politics of all this. It's really interesting <laughs> between rex factor and his.
2: As Church, yes. Of these, uh, I've got four Kenneth comments and two of them are saying why they didn't vote for him. So mm, yeah. This last one. Kenneth was objectively terrible. The only good thing about him was a fantastic death. Yeah.
0: I mean, that is definitely the most interesting thing about him.
2: He He's the one... The other thing with him was that uh, Dunstan appeared in that episode, so that's where we had the Dunstan jingle. Oh, was it? So I think it was just a really fun episode, and we'd had quite a few, you know, not all that amazing yeah. episodes. So it was actually one of the mm. sort of early highlights.
0: I can't believe that was in it so early. Yeah. <laughs> um... You can download that, by the way, that Dunson jingle that Graham d- put together.
2: It's on the block. Um, so there's a bit of me that thinks maybe we got a bit carried away. If we'd had to bring it down to 12 Rax Factor winners, yeah. he'd probably been the one that I'd have yeah. thrown out of the balloon.
0: Mm. Yeah, with a balloon?
2: You know, that hot air balloon thing where if you had to... Who stays? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Arnold yeah. oh, Schwarzenegger stays, <laughs> apparently, for me. <laughs> uh,
2: Malcolm second. Mm. A lot of people got behind Malcolm. Uh, Known as the Destroyer, Nuff said. Malcolm exemplifies the brutality of this series. He has that certain something more than these other chaps, and that certain something is a bloody sword. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) While I would not usually condone mass murder, you have to admire the tenacity and dedication with which he killed off most of his relatives to secure the throne for his grandson. He reminds me of the lead character in Kind Heart and Coronets, a film in which the hero kills off his relatives to acquire the dukedom of which he felt he was cheated.
0: I haven't seen that, but I do, I'm beginning to give him more, he went through? No. Constantine II. (laughs) Yes. In fact, I'm beginning to see why he went through. The numbers is a problem as well. Um, Because you do have to reset it. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe it wasn't his nature, and he just felt like this actually the only way to su- make the kingdom survive, you know, <laughs> constant bloody, in its literal sense, mm. uh, war, um, was just to get it all out of the way with a few, ass- I mean, not a few, but some uh, mm. precise assassinations.
2: I also like the idea that he was actually just a psychopath, and then he was sort of getting his advisors around with saying, Look, I've got this list. I think we should kill all of these people, <laughs> and I go ah, so that then the succession will be finalised just yeah. in the pure prima line, and it'll be a much simpler. Uh, yep, yeah, sure, sure, that yeah. could be the reason.
0: Yeah, or he's like this <laughs> chained uh, um, character who um, he says, I, "I need to kill." And <laughs> they say, "Well, if you're gonna do it, you might as well yeah. make it useful."
2: <laughs> I always like the fact that um, there's a historian, that a Scottish historian, that sort of was in touch with us, and saying he loved how he'd um. Like I was asking, how we done? Yeah, and um, he was saying he loved how he'd never thought of Malcolm II as a serial killer, but he supposed maybe really <laughs> we can see why. Yeah. And then also, we've now got Kind Heart and Coronet is a Ealing comedy. Oh, right. so I love that we've gone from this probably just an obscure strong medieval ruler to serial killer and now like Ealing comedy leading slapstick. man. Yeah. I'd like to see an Ealing comedy based on Malcolm II. I would love to. What
0: can you text me the name of it, and I'm going to yeah. seek it out.
2: I think Richard Attenborough might be in it. I oh, don't, not again. <laughs> uh, all kings want the succession to work out for their kids. Lots take measures to try and ensure it happens. You've got to have some really rexy charisma happening, though, if your first thought is, I'll just kill everyone. <laughs> and then, well, you do. Yeah. Normally I go for the cultural renaissance type, but so for this round I have to hand it to Malcolm II and his kill list. Yeah fine. I know he isn't going to score particularly well across the board, yet there is something in this murderous mad murderous madman's vision of what the royal succession should look like. What would need to happen to make it reality and actually carrying it out. Revolution from the top. Proactive and single-minded total commitment are rare among this series monarchs. Mm. Some Steve Payne.
0: Ah, uh, I know from Steve What, well, yeah, Steve, Steve. Well, but he's right though. Like it, it seems to be that they uh, kings tend to sort of Lose their way a bit towards the end, and this guy mm. was just straight down the line. Oop. It was very um, uh, who's the chap that was based on Edward the First in Game of Thrones? Charles Dance. Yes. It seems a bit like that to me. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, I think the final needs a baddie, and the serial killer king will do nicely. True crime is popular right now. Mm. Simply speaking, in a few years from now, I won't be able to tell you anything about the others, but I'll remember the one who killed most of his own family.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Voting for Malcolm the Murderer, because he's currently got a knife at my throat. If he looks angry. Please vote him through. Brilliant. And then the winner of that group? Uh, is James Fourth. but before that, we'll do David I. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Whoops, whoops, whoops.
2: <laughs> I've been championing David the I since I first heard his episode all those moons ago. I know he isn't sexy with the scandal. I know he isn't sexy with the scandal, and his children died before he did, but he is the undisputed monarch for subjectivity. Mm. And all that land... Remember, he was down into Lancashire.
0: Yeah, who was the chap who marched down to Dover?
2: That's uh, Alexander the Second. I really didn't want to vote for David I. This is Lucy in Edinburgh. My dad, also a Rex Factor fan, is very keen for David to win and has treated me to multiple lectures on why he should. <laughs> Hello, Lucy's dad. And despite wanting to frustrate my father, I've ended up voting for him. <laughs> Not many people could go from a childhood in exile to a Scottish golden age while also taking advantage of an English civil war.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was good. He was up there. He was a Rex Factor winner. Yeah.
2: Finally, Scotland gets some currency. Mm. Put um, those chickens all to roost. <laughs> <laughs> only Scots king to have a revolution named after him. Sounds pretty rexy to me. Yeah. Tough group. I feel like my vote for David is like voting for Henry I over Charles the Second.
0: Did they do that? That's outrageous.
2: And that this says something bad about my personality. Yeah, quite right. Also, it seems a bit of a waste for Malcolm McStabby's stabbiness not to bear fruit, but I can't bring myself to vote for him. Mm. as an Anglo-Saxonist you've got to love the coins Also, he, although his territorial gains were su- uh, were lost soon after, how much blame can be attributed to him, he tried to get it sealed by treaty, couldn't help his son dying, would have been harshly judged if he hadn't made gains during the anarchy and he wasn't to know his English lands would be facing the wrath of the English Rex Factor winner yeah and indeed a couple of those pick up on Henry II knighted Henry II, need I say more
0: he knighted Henry he knighted II.
2: Henry II. In his life he was the boss of the boss, Henry Rex II.
0: I I do recollect that. What, why did he he knighted him a knight of Scotland? Cause he uh, well, no, Scotland. just
2: a knight as a sort of chivalric oh, right. thing. Of course, this is when Henry II is trying to become Henry II, yeah. so he's not actually king of England at this point yet. But nevertheless, yeah. it's an impressive show of how powerful the Scots had got, that yeah. from David being um, a lackey of Henry I of England, mm. at the end of his reign, he's knighting Henry the future Henry II. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm. But not good enough to defeat James IV. Fourth. James IV is everything a king should be, noble, idealistic, loyal, patriotic and charismatic, a true renaissance prince. Hmm. Although his last battle was a colossal failure, there's something very noble and kingish in a captain going down with his ship.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Multiple bastard children, massive banquets, and dies stupidly charging into battle. He's like something out of Game of Thrones. Um...
0: Just realised the definition of that word there. Yes. <laughs>
2: Sometimes I put it saying <laughs> that as well. It'd make for an excellent tragic movie. All that great stuff, the renaissance man, the courtly life, building the Scottish Navy, the dentistry, all building to one epically flawed battle. I'd cry at the end. Lord Kern.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true that, I mean, the dentistry alone, those kind of crackers' Rex facts tend to fade away towards the end, but that's brilliant.
2: How can you resist this Rexy beast? You've got death in battle, you've got the foundations of a long and successful dynasty that takes over England. Oop, BB. You've got amateur dentistry and professional whiskey sipping. You've got scandal that would do Charles II proud. Scottish thistle heraldry. A king-speaking Scots Gaelic. National stability. Mandates for edu- education. Just all round so many Rex factors that James absolutely deserves to win this round.
0: I mean, it, when people are so uh, eloquent and impassioned like that, basically makes <laughs> me that I've, each one to go, yeah, I agree with
2: that. Yeah. No, I agree with that one. Yeah. They're all winners. Yeah. One word, whiskey. Yeah, fair. I listen to your podcast while I work hard in a dental lab every day. Any mad genius who wants to spend his spare time trying to help people with their teeth is a OK in my book. <laughs> so don't don't slip with that scalpel there, man. <laughs> Any man willing to sacrifice his loyal subjects on the altar of progress in dentistry is a bold man indeed. <laughs> and finally, it was a tough decision, but in the end, 16th century rap battles carried the day. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic. The Macars finally, the comments for Group C. Now, you were surprised at Kenneth McAlpin getting such a respectable share of the vote. Mm. So this is why. Perhaps it'll jog Mm. your your memory. Well, maybe not this one. My maiden surname is McAlpin, so... (laughs) Right. I like this sort of thing of just voting for the person that's got your name. Yeah, you'd be (laughs) all right with Duke.
0: Do we have any Dukes that that were Dukes?
2: Well, I suppose they were... Long, well, later on, some of them would have been dukes. Uh, Duke of yeah.
0: Cambridge now will be it, wouldn't he?
2: Well, some of the princes became dukes ah, okay. before they became kings. Fishy Angel, no further explanation needed. Mm-hmm. No, Mr Bond, I expect you to die. <laughs> for laying the groundwork for the Scottish nation and for the Fishy Angel story and devotion to his dog.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it that whole episode was so <laughs> short on facts that weren't... Um, um, off the Likely, wall. yeah. Yeah, but it seemed, the whole thing seemed like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm a sucker for the fishy angel story. Wasn't it Alexander II who had a dream about angels which he ignored? Maybe he thought someone like Kenneth was trying to pull a fast one. Mm-hmm. Kenneth, it's a Scottish version of John Wick. You do not mess with his dog. I haven't seen that. Um, it's a film with Keanu Reeves in which he's this kind of arch amazing killer who's not really in the game anymore, but then the bad guys kill his dog. So he goes all Malcolm II and just kills everybody.
0: Sounds like man on fire. Mm. Um, But the issue there is uh, a, a girl he's looking after. Interesting, Keanu Reeves <laughs> fact, did <laughs> you see today? Oh, they're doing a third.
2: Yeah, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, fantastic news. Mm. Sash, terrible news, delete once we've seen it. <laughs> We need more funny historical film, and the combination of scanty sources and fishy angels could be a great Simon Pegg rendition of a historical miniseries.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that. It sounds like space Do Scottish history.
2: <laughs> my most emphatic vote yet. I don't know what it is, but I will champion Kenneth McCalpin to the bitter end. He has always been my favourite, ever since I listened to his episode. He's just so extra. Fancy dress with fish scales, unnecessarily elaborate villainous plot, you have to admit he has flair. I love a bit of craftiness in my monarchs. I would vote for Kenny 100 times if I could.
0: Mm. Wow. Impassioned. Is that from Mrs McAlvin? <laughs> Mrs McAlvin. <laughs>
2: uh, James Sixth. Mm. He kept a cool head and forged a personal union between rival kingdoms. This changed the course of world history with what eventually became Great Britain, able mm. to focus outward rather than looking worriedly across the border.
0: Well, yeah.
2: A philosopher on a throne should be appreciated.
0: Mm. Was he a philosopher?
2: Well, you know, he had published works and treaties, and oh, it was poems, wasn't it? No, he did um, like how to be a good ruler, how uh, to spot right. a witch, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> One of the hardest decisions of my life, but there is something to be said to be the only ruler of Scots to have never gone to war and surviving whilst tripling your dominion.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
2: James the First himself said, you know, he, uh, sorry, the First James the Sixth, First of England, said, mm. you know, he achieves with the pen what others fail to do with the sword.
0: I do like the. Um, Idea though that he
2: he is the best Scottish ruler because he never goes there <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> Once he wasn't in the country, it was fine. Brilliant. Yeah. Conquest by paperwork and patience is underrated. James the Sixth solved all of the problems that have plagued Scotland through the whole of the series without anyone dying, other than his mother. Yeah. Um. I'm feeling less sure
0: about James now. I mean, he's not into the final, so that's okay. Mm. It's like when uh, boxers get uh, their belts by mm. paperwork. If someone uh, relinquishes it, and they're yeah. the next. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's not as fun.
2: <laughs> Being king of England automatically places you above any other Scottish monarch, so it just has to be James. Whoops, Who an Anglo-centric that? one. But I suppose you could say, in terms of raw achievement, yeah, becoming king of England. Yeah, You know, Robert the Bruce is messing around just regaining all of Scotland
0: I suppose to make that less controversial it'd be becoming king of England and
2: Scots rather than just yes. replacing one with the other yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scottish victory over the English crown who would have guessed it would end with a Scots king ruling from Westminster yeah. The way he got it doesn't matter it's the result that counts It is the perfect bookend, isn't it? Mm. Like
0: It starts with all that chaos, all that chaos until actually without the chaos, with the stroke of the pen he goes, he goes <sighs> And he's done it, he's, he's ruling across both
2: Particularly all those episodes from Edward the First onwards Where England's just trying to conquer Scotland And then yeah. eventually go, oh how about the King of Scots become King of England Fine And they'll think, yeah. oh yeah, that would be Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. And Easy somewhere Edward I is going No! <laughs>
0: Let me out! Same result, but uh, no it's not the same <laughs>
2: This is exactly what I didn't want to happen <laughs> And uh, that was from Will B that comment, and the true sign of a great king is that he fathers a rubbish successor, Edward the I and Edward the yeah, Henry V and Henry the Sixth, yeah. Edgar the Peaceable, and both of his sons. Nobody in British history achieves this quite as well as James the Sixth does. Not only was his son Charles I a terrible king, but the grandson named after him was pathetic too
0: who Charles
2: James the of England,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah terrible, absolutely terrible, and the
2: Georges as well mm. Mm. comments for Alexander II who came second Alexander was pretty awesome, apart from the baby killing of course, and it's the Edward I of Scotland <clears throat> so definitely deserves to be in the final he was the closest thing to Edgar the Peaceable in the <laughs> Scottish series he's the Scottish Henry II oh. basically the Terminator in Scottish form I like though that the all these references are back to English kings like Edward the First. And the Terminator. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> well you see see I was sort of, you know, in a bid to try and make you feel positive about him, say how he was kind of a bit Edward the First like, but now I realise this should have just gone for the Terminator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Put the sh- Schwarzenegger references in.
0: Or Sergeant Wilson.
2: <laughs> Very brutal, but in being that brutal, have a certain piece to the ordinary man. I appear to have voted for the most murderous monarch in all three groups. Not sure what that says about me. (laughs) Good things. You don't make friends with Salad, and you don't stay king of Scotland without taking care of your dynastic rivals. You don't take care of Salad? You don't make friends with Salad. Oh, right. Fine. Scotland is a brutal place, and its best rulers are the brutally affected ones. Yeah. And finally, Dover! Yeah. Incredible.
0: Absolutely incredible.
2: And he was only, what, sixteen, seventeen when he did that as well? He right must it. have
0: thought, like, what? It's really easy. Is it just because they just stopped walking
2: or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Mary, <laughs> Mary Queen of Scots mm. won the group, just 10 votes. As I said, not everyone's a fan, but she certainly had some very passionate yeah. supporters. She always seemed to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I would like her to have some good fortune. Yeah? She was in the right place here. Exactly. She is certainly the least accomplished of the four, but she has that star quality in droves mm. the sheer pageantry and poise as she marched to her death. plus, I feel she has a uniqueness to her narrative and personality that will lend itself well to the final episode mm-hmm. and it's yeah. good having different
0: and it is yeah that's true there is the we've ended up with a nice mix here.
2: To me, there is only one monarch with a star quality and lasting legacy I'm looking for, and it's the only Regina in the bunch. Her story has stuck with me where all the others blend together in my mind in an undifferentiated stream of bizarre early deaths and mass murders. Hmm. Which is a, <laughs> hmm. one way of subtitling this second series of <laughs> Rex Factor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd <laughs> be good, wouldn't it? Oh, that's a question. What should, this, what should the subtitle of this series be? Hmm.
2: An undifferentiated, undifferentiated Stream of Bizarre Early Deaths and Mass Murders.
0: That's as good as any, isn't it? That's fantastic.
2: In every other group, I have went for the most successful monarch. I tried doing that again, but just couldn't get away from the sheer charisma of Mary. If these four were in a room together, she'd be the one you'd be drawn to and the one who would inspire loyalty. She undeniably has that certain something. Mm -hmm. Very good point here. Apart from being, I don't know. Apart from actually being Queen of France. Hmm. How many? How much harder can you try? Plenty of English kings tried to be king of France, but never made it.
0: Yeah. Gosh, she just did it the other way round. Yeah. So
2: he said James the sixth is the one that manages to become king of England. Mary managed to be queen of Scotland, uh, queen of France,
0: and nearly England as well. Yeah. Wow.
2: If Ali has voted for Mary Queen of Scots because she is Mary Queen of Scots, I shall take him into the woods and offer to fight him.
0: Oh dear. <laughs>
2: oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs>
0: Who's this from? <laughs> Unsigned. Oh, God, that's worse.
2: <laughs> so, thank you very much for all of your comments. I haven't read all of them out, but lots and lots of people. There are lots of fun uh, reading through those. Uh, yeah, interesting to see why. And it does make, like you said, each one, you think, oh, yeah, that is a good reason.
0: Yeah, and also, I love the um, the flavour of this final. Mm-hmm. You've got Mary Queen of Scots. So much said about her just then. Um... What a character. Then you've got Robert the Bruce, battliness, battliness Uh, Constantine the Second, murderous murderous.
2: No, that's Malcolm the Second, is not in the final Who is this one then? Constantine the Second is the one, you can see how the final, this is a preview of how the grand final (laughs) Constantine the Second is the early one that defeats the Vikings and fights Athelstan and sets the kingdom, he's the one that really creates Scotland Him,
0: and then third nice bloke Dentistry. Dentistry, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: Lovely. So, that will be the playoffs, the grand final between those four. We'll be recording uh, in the next week or so and then Mm. putting that out for you. And the vote will be entirely down to you, the public. So important to vote, chaps. Exactly. Please do vote to pick your winner. Now, other news. Yeah. We got a new special episode out. Georgiana, the Duchess of Devonshire. Yeah. She was a lot of fun, sort of uh, late 18th century uh, leader of fashion leader of incredible-sized hair. Yeah, my word. Famous from the film The Duchess starring Keira Knightley it's and her nice romance to see that. with Charles Grey, he of Earl Grey tea fame. Oh, fact. But she's also a really, really important person at that time in uh, politics. Oh. Major campaigner for the Whigs, um, very ahead of the times in terms of the actual nature of the campaigning, but also a woman doing the campaigning.
0: Yeah, you always think that if she were... What year was she active? 1800? Uh, well, sort of
2: seventeen, eighties, nineties to early eighteen hundreds.
0: I always think that if you, if a hundred and fifty, she was one hundred and fifty years later, mm. she could well have been the first first woman M- MP, yeah. or a hundred years later, the first woman MP. But yeah. one hundred and fifty, she might have beaten Thatcher to it. Yeah, oh, she'd probably be too feminine for the eighties, wouldn't she? Mm. Thatcher, a bit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there was a really fun special episode, so it's there for all private councillors who donate $5 or more a month, Yep, and uh, it's just $2 to purchase.
0: And they're long, our special episodes, so you get a lot of bang for your bucks.
2: Yeah, over two hours, mm. all of our specials, as you say, it's, it's a good... Uh,
0: yeah, only old. like, what's that work out to, like 80 pence a minute? Yeah. Uh, um, an hour?
2: Yeah. Mm. Lovely. Lovely. Now, something that I uh, did during was it during the playoffs, well, whenever it was, something that I've done in uh, recent times is I went to a launch for uh, a Warwick Castle's um, reveal of what they're doing over the summer. Ah, uh-huh. now Ali and I were both invited, which are very excited. Yeah, to go to this, and then uh, Ali was <laughs> struck down, <laughs> struck down by baby illness.
0: Yeah, having a child gives you every disease under the sun, mm-hmm. and now uh, I can feel myself going now. My voice is going, which is good.
2: Uh, so I just went along, and um, I got a little uh, Game of Thrones-style goblet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, where is that? It's uh, gone. It's, uh, oh, yeah, there you are. There he is. Yeah. Lovely stuff.
2: Uh, and a badge with my name and Rex Factor oh, podcast you? on it, which is cool. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Just a little sticky one, but that was fun. I'd have gone for that. Well, I've still got it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we went along to that, and basically they just did a talk. Uh, Dan Jones, mm-hmm. the, uh noted TV historian, did a little talk. Took did off he his get his tattoos jacket. out? He got his tats out, yeah. took off his leather jacket, and showed us the tattoo. Um, but, yeah, so it was just also to also reveal what they're going to do this summer, because Warwick Castle is very complete in terms of its physicalness. Never attacked. Never attacked. Um, but they've got lots and lots of stuff going on there. So whereas a lot of castles, you just go along and it's just the the ruins, or you just walk around at Warwick, yeah. they've got this sort of Madame sword stuff going on. Yeah. Horrible Histories maze. Is there? There is. Oh, wow. And they've got a whole sort of thing this summer about a chap called Guy of Warwick, uh-huh. Who I never heard of, but he was a sort of an English folk hero who, at one point, was probably about as famous as Robin Hood or King Arthur. Wow. But he then got forgotten over the years.
0: Because and- normally they had, the big thing at Warwick is the Kingmaker. Mm. Um, and there's a great exhibition on him there. Mm. So that would be another reason to go. Um, it's a Swords Group thing, isn't it? It's a. To Swords Group, rec- Yeah. and um, Warwick Castle. So they tend to mm. sort of. D- do things well don't they
2: yeah so there's lots of fun stuff on so um, i got a couple of interviews unfortunately not with dan jones because he left after he spoke to all the female journalists there <laughs> um, but a uh some, a couple of people from warwick castle did some uh, some interviews for me which we'll put out in a podcast at some point yeah assuming that the audio actually works yeah well, i'll get that off there but very excitingly they've invited us to uh, ali and i to actually go to preview all of their summer events and actually I stay over. Wait.
0: I cannot wait for that.
2: So that's going to be very exciting. Expect
0: some videos, some maybe some live streaming after today. Anyway, we're going to go crackers. Now,
2: we also have done a video interview with Viral History. Yeah. So, uh, Paul and uh, Gemma came over to Chelmsford, very kindly of them, to see yeah. us, and uh, interviewed us about Rex Factor, and uh, also got a very uh, special exclusive on what the third series of Rex Factor is going to oh, be yes. on. So, if you go on to YouTube and look for Viral History and Rex Factor, mm. then uh, you'll get to watch this interview with us and find out what the subject will be of our third series.
0: Now, I have to apologise. I wasn't at my best. It had been the <laughs> boxing the night before. Yeah. But I... I Got through it.
2: And we also did a quiz which will be coming later. So it's yeah. not in that episode, but that was a little bit of fun more to do. This. We really enjoyed the quiz. Mm. We do love a good quiz. But yeah, so go and check out our interview with them and then look at some of their other videos. They've got things like uh, uh, Dr. Emma Wells did a thing on St. Cuthbert's Way, the northern mm. English saint, mm. following a sort of pilgrimage route. And Dr. Estelle Parank did a video on whether uh, that's probably not the best way to spell it, uh, to pronounce it. It's French.
0: Uh, oh, Paul?
2: Paul? Paul? <laughs> uh, on whether Elizabeth I is England's greatest monarch. Mm. Very well, much up our part straight.
0: She, met, she made the final.
2: She did indeed. Mm. And also, it's been a very long time since we've spoken about Rex Factor, the animated show.
0: It, yes. Now, that's been cracking on a pace.
2: Now, part of the reason we've not been talking about this is actually that Ali and I did our audio for this before the Kickstarter even uh, started. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, when people have been asking us, how's it all been going? We've kind of just had to say, oh, yeah, probably fine. Well, um, <laughs> we've done odd bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so drawing. it's all been Tin Mouse Animation Studios getting all of that incredible work to get it actually animated. Mm. So Tom and Mike have been doing a great job working really, really hard on that. And it is going to be launching, hopefully, June-ish.
0: Yes. So a little later, mm. but we've had to do some re-records at the end because uh, when we speak to you, lovely listeners... We tend to get a bit excited and gabble,
2: Ramble a little. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which, it turns out, is very difficult to animate. <laughs> yeah. And then when I look at it, I think, have I... It sounds like I might have had a fall there. Am I- <laughs> Are you sure? Did I record this? At- okay, fine. So we had to- a few bits of re-recording.
2: Particularly the ending. Yeah. Trying to make that work as an animation rather than how we do it on the Yes. Yeah. You know, so broadcast. we had to
0: really think... Very differently about how we normally do things. Think about what we're saying and how it could animate well. Not that we scripted it. You know, we'd mm. never, we've never done that. We've never done that. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You see, I just knocked my microphone off. But no, it looks lush.
2: But yeah, they've been doing an amazing job. We're really, really looking forward to seeing the uh, the finished version. Mm. So hopefully, sort of June, sort of time, we'll be mm. getting the launch of that. But thank you for everyone that's been messaging us about that and looking forward to it. But it's looking really, really good. Yeah. Um. Please get in touch with us, by the usual means, uh, Twitter at RexFactorPod, like us on Facebook, email RexFactorPodcast.hotmail.com, Rex uh, read the blogs, complete the polls on WordPress, and of course, you can check out the live streaming that we did on YouTube. Yeah. So even if you weren't able to watch it live, it will all be there on YouTube, on our RexFactor History YouTube page.
0: It was a lot of fun, I think we'll definitely do that again.
2: So you can see us doing the live draw, we also stayed for some chat, answering questions uh, from people
0: and there was uh, just a, people were having a lot of fun with the comments, they, they were some random stuff came out. Chatting with each other as well, as <laughs> yeah, chatting yeah, with yeah. us
2: which was quite fun. But yeah, go and check that out and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do some more either live streaming videos but also some more of our actual going to places yeah. and filming. I think now that um, we've got almost through the Scottish series and babies have got to a certain age it might be a little mm. bit easier to raise our head above water and yeah do stuff yeah <laughs> if you'd like to support the podcast you can of course leave a review on itunes and mm-hmm. subscribe you can make a one-off donation via paypal watson alpha mm-hmm. has donated
0: thank you watson
2: thank you very much watson Uh, Now, if you do a monthly donation to Rex Factor, if you click Mm. the Be My Patron link, then you Mm. can join the Rex Factor Privy Council. Okay. All... People who do that get access to the Privy Chamber bonus podcast that we record after each of our main podcasts. Mm -hmm. We will be doing one for uh, this episode. We've not done one for a while. Anyone doing $5 or more a month gets free access to all the special episodes. $10 or more a month you get a mug. Mm -hmm. $15 or more you get to commission a blog on the subject of your choice.
0: Written by Graham, should add.
2: Indeed. And we've got a number of uh, Privy councillors who have joined since last we spoke. Lady Amphi, Karina Stone, Emily Helzer, Ben Worrell, Douglas Thompson, Jenny. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I like reading though. Jenny Benny, Jennifer Simpson. <laughs> I do like the username. <laughs> Alistair84. Oh, nice. Shari Blank, Caroline Matthias. I think it was commenting on the YouTube. Oh, uh, yes. Hello, like Caroline. Uh, Benjamin Clark. Christ Ho 117. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. Thank you all. Thank you very much, team.
0: That's fantastic. Really high, kind of you.
2: And finally, some of your messages outside of the Rex Lentor Playoffs. Okay. Uh, There's a lovely message we got on WordPress from Amy Highway Alford to Rex Factor. I am 12 and listen to your podcast every day, and they are not only incredibly funny and interesting, but by far the best podcasts. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Uh, Drew got in touch, said, Funny story. A few episodes into the English Monarch podcast, I started wondering about Ali, or rather his name. We don't see that name too often in the States. I was wondering if he might have Middle Eastern heritage, you know, as in Ali Nazir. But you guys kept pronouncing it Ali. And while his lack of Middle Eastern accent would not necessarily mean his family didn't come from there, I found it strange. I posed this head-scratcher to my wife. She said derisively, His name is probably Alistair. She did not say you dipstick, but she was thinking it. Alas, it proved to be so, but to me he will always be Ali Al Hud in some small way. <laughs>
0: I was so tempted until I realised he'd been put right to say that. My parents are <laughs> just massive boxing fans. And I was called <laughs> Ali after Muhammad Ali.
2: Nicholas Taberner on, um, on question of Victoria and the original playoff says that just re-listening to Series 1, Semi-Final A, mm-hmm. Victoria came out on top in Dynasty with six children and Ali added that he doubted any of them were illegitimate. I think the more salient point was that she was the one who had to deliver them. She probably deserves her points doubled. Yeah, true. Anton Osborne on Facebook. Um, This was on around St George's Day. He said, Reading about St George's origins as England's patron saint and a discussion about potential alternatives to the Roman soldier born in modern-day Turkey. St Alban, St Edmund the Martyr and St Aidan were all mentioned. However, I am sure all Rex Factor fans would agree that if England ever chose a new patron saint, the only candidate would be St Dunstan.
0: Ha! Was this from Facebook? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I read that. Because I was thinking about it as well, another good one. St Edmund... Does he say the martyr? Yeah, is yeah, that what he that, said? Yeah, oh, that was on damn. There. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs>
2: uh, now, Doctor Miles Kerr Peterson got in touch with us on Ooh, the subject yeah. of the Scottish Clans Encyclopedia. Yeah. So, if you recall from a previous episode, this is where um someone pointed out to us that there was this Scottish Clans Encyclopedia third edition, which had remember Ieth yeah in it. And we thought, wow, someone actually, this is a deliberate Rex Factor reference. So we asked if the person who did that was listening to get in touch. And he did. Yeah. Dear Graham and Ali I've just finished listening to the Scottish playoff draw And was caught completely by surprise When you mentioned the clan encyclopedia at the end I was the editor of the front and back matter Of the new edition And included the mentions to Hashtag in the appendices And yes this was very much a reference To your good selves Oh that's so cool With another historian called Charlie Lynch We updated the timeline from the old edition With more recent research He did the modern stuff I did the early I snuck the references to Eyeth in alongside the most recent thinking on how Scotland was formed, never expecting anyone to notice. But, as you say in the podcast, barely a dozen people will have mentioned Iath since Iath, so it seemed appropriate that as he was now being talked about, it was worth mentioning as a part of Scottish history. Yeah, yeah. Because he's been in touch quite a bit, Mars Peterson. Mm. It was only after the book went to print I regretted not mentioning the podcast directly somewhere. The bibliography, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> Although anyone who looks up Remember Iath will clearly be direct, will be clearly directed to Rex Actor.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mars. That's great.
2: And he's very kindly actually sent us... Copies of the... uh...
0: Yeah. Now, I've got mine, (laughs) and I have moved house with this book for Graham. I've taken it up to, on holiday, because I knew I was driving back to see Graham, failed to give it to him, took it back on holiday, (laughs) and now have forgotten to bring
2: it to you again tonight. (laughs) But it does exist. It is in the car. And a few messages from new Privy Councilors. Douglas Thompson says that he's happy to join the Privy Council. Now, where's the Privy? (laughs) Uh, Mia6280361 says Thanks for making three hours of commuting daily bearable. Oh, Almost. Almost. Just listening to Henry VIII was taken by how much he reminds me of our current US President. Down to the piggy <laughs> eyes, tiny little mouth, tendency towards megalomania and some serious issues with women. Political neutral stance <laughs> taken here. Satire, No. Plus I can just see King Donald I sporting the world's largest codpiece. Yes. <laughs> And Matthew Hughes, dear your worshipfulnesses, it's an honour to be admitted into the Privy Council and to join such esteemed company. By way of thanks, and because I don't really have anything worthwhile to have read out, I thought you'd enjoy a picture of this small tray on the history of fruit and nuts I bought several years ago, before I even knew how deep I'd delve into the world of royalty, which I recently and unexpectedly found stored away. Particular favourites are Ethelred the Unripe and William the Conquer. (laughs) Thanks for all the hard work you guys put in And thank you to Chris Who's currently listening to Rex Factor From Somaliland Oh wow Possibly a first For introducing me to Rex Factor Earlier last year And he's given us a picture Of the history in Fruit and Nuts Where we have Fruit and Nuts With Royal Puns No
0: I love this Thank you very much Matthew Victoria Plum Lovely Uh, Alexander the Grape Lovely Ethered the Unripe Love it William of Orange Natch (laughs) William the Conqueror, Very good Robert the Bruised Pear I'm going to work on that one. Samuel Bipps, lovely. Richard the Limeheart and Barry St. Edmunds. I love that. (laughs) I really enjoy that. And also, sorry, uh, thank you, Chris, for listening in Somaliland. Yeah.
2: I hope you're um, having a great time, whatever you're doing there. (laughs) So thank you very much for all your messages. Thank you for all of your donations. And thank you for voting in the first round of the playoffs of the Scots. We're nearly... Ready to crown the Scottish Rex actor champion
0: Privy chamber episode, then the big grand final,
2: indeed, Constantine the Second, James the Fourth, Mary Queen of Scots, or Robert the Bruce. We'll find out next time, or technically the time after next time, but we'll talk about <laughs> it next time <laughs> Cheerio!